In a monitoring station hidden amidst the craggy peaks of an isolated mountain range, an army of computer terminals bathed the room in a harsh, synthetic glow. Each screen was a window into outer space, displaying feeds from an intricate web of satellites orbiting Earth. Technicians, their faces washed in the cold light of their monitors, flipped between different datasets, temperature gradients, atmospheric conditions, celestial movements. Yet, on this night, something unfathomable happened. The normal rhythmic flow of numbers and graphs glitched. Screens flickered erratically, replacing familiar images of Earth's landscapes with a monstrous version. Satellite images, momentarily distorted by bursts of static, showed sprawling, dark forests that seemed to writhe, cities that looked as though they had succumbed to decay and collapse, and unsettling figures that were too shadowy to be human but too humanoid to be dismissed. In an instant, the images were gone, replaced by a wall of static, before the systems automatically rebooted themselves. The room buzzed with a palpable sense of urgency. Faces turned white, fingers danced over keyboards, and urgent messages flew across secure channels. Elsewhere, in a clandestine facility buried miles below the surface, a cadre of the world's leading scientists were summoned. A virtual meeting lit up secret chat rooms and encrypted video calls. Avatars and faces appeared on screens, astrophysicists, quantum theorists, experts in electromagnetism, even authorities in the esoteric field of reality studies. The virtual corridors were buzzing with heated debates and rapidly typed lines of text. Hypotheses volleyed back and forth like tennis balls in a Grand Slam match. Was this a sophisticated hack, a form of cyber-terrorism unlike anything ever witnessed? Or was it something even more unthinkable, an anomaly in the very fabric of space-time? Dr. Salma Moreno, a pioneering physicist known for her work on cosmic signals, stood alone in a chamber deep within the subterranean facility. Walls of the room were lined with quantum processors, cooled to near absolute zero, humming quietly. In front of her was a terminal, which controlled a device designed to sift through the noise of the universe, to find any signals that could be categorized as non-terrestrial. She keyed in, a complex string of commands and initiated a program she had developed but never truly expected to use. Numbers, equations, and algorithms strolled rapidly across the screen, as the program churned through petabytes of data, correlating, isolating, and eliminating. Then it hit. An anomaly in the data, a frequency so irregular it distorted the program's plotting graphs. It was a wave but unlike any electromagnetic wave recorded before. It seemed to oscillate in multiple dimensions, bending the very reality around it as though it were a lens distorting light. The screen flashed red, signifying the isolation of this reality-bending frequency. A sense of awe, mixed with a thread of icy dread, wound its way down Dr. Moreno's spine. What had they just discovered? And more importantly, what had they unleashed? In the subterranean labyrinth of laboratories, reinforced with materials designed to withstand the pressures and uncertainties of cutting-edge research, a tension that could slice through steel pervaded the air. Scientists, swathed in lab coats, 
worked with furrowed brows and shaky hands. The atmosphere was electric, charged by the discovery of the frequency and the unknown ramifications that could follow. Massive generators, circuit boards, and experimental instruments filled the room, all converging on a singular, ominous device at the center of the lab. This device was the culmination of decades of research in electromagnetic waves, quantum physics, and multidimensional theories. It was rigged to emit the newfound frequency, to replicate the anomaly and perhaps understand its properties. Dr. Salma Moreno, still reeling from the magnitude of her discovery, initiated the device's sequence. As she activated it, the cavernous room hummed, as though resonating with the frequency itself. Nearby machinery immediately reacted. Diagnostic monitors flickered, robotic arms tasked with handling hazardous materials twitched erratically, and even the metallic walls seemed to pulsate. It was as if the objects in the room were in the throes of an existential crisis, struggling to maintain their state of matter. A glass beaker on a table liquefied and then solidified again within seconds, oscillating between states. Fluorescent lights above contorted, their bright beams bending into macabre patterns, casting nightmarish shadows that danced on the walls. The room itself seemed to fold and unfold in nauseating waves, challenging the sanity of those who witnessed it. Almost simultaneously, alarms blared from multiple screens around the room. Reports, streamed in from other hidden labs around the globe where identical experiments were being conducted. What they witnessed was not isolated. A lab in a hardened bunker in Eastern Europe reported that a block of titanium had turned momentarily into a gaseous form, before re-solidifying. Another lab hidden in the heart of the Amazon rainforest sent back images of plant life warping into unsettling, geometric forms. In an underground facility in Asia, light from experimental lasers twisted upon itself, forming helixes that defied all known laws of physics. As the data compiled, a terrifying picture emerged. The frequency was not merely an anomaly, it was an intrusion, a tear in the fabric of reality. Each emission seemed to dial down the coherence of the world, as though loosening the threads that stitched the universe together. The dread among the scientists transformed into something far more chilling, a sinking realization that they were on the cusp of something that transcended their understanding, something that could very well be irreversible. The atmosphere in the lab thickened, heavy as iron, as if the very air sensed the magnitude of what had just been set into motion. Insecure rooms festooned with charts, graphs, and real-time data feeds, the situation escalated from urgency to emergency. The frequency, once an irregular blip, was now a roaring tide. The graphs, showed its intensity not merely increasing, but spiking in erratic, unpredictable ways. Each surge correlated with a rise in global anomalies that shattered any semblance of natural law. Reports from all over the world flooded in, each more unnerving than the last. Surveillance footage showed forests, ordinary, benign collections of trees, shifting into dark, sinuous shapes that almost looked sentient. These were not trees bending in the wind, they were coiling like serpents, leaves turning to scales. In urban areas, traffic cameras captured pedestrians who, in the blink of an eye, vanished, 
replaced by grotesque doppelgangers with twisted limbs and distorted faces. Just as quickly, they'd snap back to their human forms, their brief transformations leaving them in states of confusion and terror. An indescribable tension thickened the air, as if the very membrane separating two disparate realities was stretching thin, reaching the point of tearing open. It felt as though Earth was on the brink of a grotesque metamorphosis, and the urgency was no longer just among the scientists. Jet engines roared to life, filling air bases around the world with the smell of jet fuel and desperation. Military planes, equipped with payloads containing devices designed to emit a counter-frequency, blasted through the atmosphere. The skies they traveled through were awash in uncanny colors, auroras that had no business appearing at such latitudes, shimmering in unsettling hues of blood-red and ghostly green. Pilots released their payloads, each one aimed at a different point in Earth's atmosphere where the frequency seemed to be most disruptive. While all of this unfolded, a last-ditch effort was underway in space command centers. Codes were entered, authorizations were granted, and failsafes were initiated to decommission the satellite network, to stop whatever signal was perforating the fabric of reality. As technicians held their breath, waiting for signs of deactivation, screens continued to glitch. Instead of, displaying status updates or confirmation messages, the screens shifted to horrifying visuals, skies choked with ash, cities reduced to blazing infernos, and hordes of entities, so grotesque they defied description. The last payload, critical to the formation of a counter-frequency net, was armed and ready. Pilots received their final orders and prepared for launch. 3, 2, 1. But the payload failed to release. Instruments in the cockpit blinked erratically, and the plane's communication system emitted an ear-piercing screech before going silent. In that crucial moment, humanity's final gambit stumbled. The boundaries between the known and the unknown were not just blurring, they were disintegrating. A city, its towering skyscrapers a symbol of human triumph over nature, underwent a grotesque metamorphosis. For a split second that felt like an eternity, the skyline transformed into spires of what could only be described as pulsating, twisted flesh. People who witnessed it would later struggle to find the words to articulate the sheer wrongness of what they had seen, before the city snapped back to its steel and concrete form as if nothing had happened. Globally, political stability teetered on the edge of collapse. Leaders of nations vanished from secure rooms only to reappear moments later. Those who were with them swore their eyes had turned pitch black during the disappearance, a darkness so absolute it seemed to absorb light. Security measures reached a new level of alert, as nuclear arsenals across the world initiated emergency shutdown protocols. Button consoles lit up on their own, mechanical clicks sounded as if invisible fingers were attempting to trigger Armageddon. The ocean, Earth's last frontier, joined the eerie symphony. Coastlines around the world reported inexplicable phenomena. Sea levels dropped abruptly, leaving boats stranded on dry land and exposing stretches of ocean floor. Then, as if the ocean itself had taken a deep breath, the waters surged back, higher than before, crashing into the land with an insatiable hunger. 
in underground facilities, on military bases, and in secret government labs, the last glimmer of hope was ignited. A coordinated, worldwide effort unfolded to create a counter-frequency, a wave designed to neutralize the anomaly that was tearing reality apart. Satellites, reprogrammed for this final, desperate act, reoriented their antennas and prepared to beam the counter-frequency directly into Earth's ionosphere. The aim was audacious yet simple, to flood the upper atmosphere with waves that would cancel out the reality-bending frequency, to restore the natural order, to stitch the fabric of the universe back together. Scientists huddled around monitors, watching as algorithms calculated the precise harmonics needed for the counter-frequency. Military officers stood by, their fingers hovering over the buttons that would initiate the global transmission. Every eye, every screen, every instrument was trained on the final sequence of events, as the satellites aligned like cosmic archers taking aim at an unseen target. Dr. Salma Moreno initiated the final command sequence. A collective breath was held, a moment of eerie silence that seemed to stretch into infinity. And then, the satellites beamed their counter-frequency, a wave of salvation or damnation, directly into the ionosphere. The Earth itself seemed to hold its breath, waiting for the moment of reckoning. Would it be enough to cancel out the reality-bending waves, to banish the unspeakable horrors threatening to invade this reality? Time slowed to a crawl as the world braced for the outcome. The instant the counter-frequency was activated, a sense of palpable relief, swept through the control rooms and labs around the world. Screens that had been flickering with distortions and displaying terrifying alternate realities suddenly stabilized. The skies, which had been marred by otherworldly auroras and inexplicable phenomena, cleared. Forests that had twisted into malevolent shapes returned to their natural states. For a fleeting moment, it appeared as though the world had been pulled back from the brink, that the fabric of reality had been mended. Dr. Salma Moreno, the scientist who had been at the center of this world-saving effort, eagerly scanned through the new data streaming onto her monitors. Her eyes widened, her breath caught in her throat, and a chill so profound it seemed to originate from her very soul cascaded down her spine. The frequency had not been neutralized, rather, it had been absorbed. Integrated. It had melded into the very fabric of their reality, forever a part of their world. Just as she was processing this horrifying revelation, unmanned drones flying reconnaissance over the world's oceans began transmitting new images. Something immense, something colossal, was emerging from the depths. The drones only managed to capture brief, fragmented images before going offline, but it was enough to make every scientist, every analyst, every military officer freeze in abject horror. In a jarring shift, every screen in the global monitoring network switched to a satellite view of Earth from space. The planet looked whole, beautiful, serene, exactly as it should. Then it blinked out of existence, replaced for an instant by another Earth, an Earth altered, twisted, infected. It blinked again, and the pristine Earth returned, but this time it remained. As she stared at the images, Dr. Moreno stumbled upon a realization so horrifying it seemed to drain the color from the world. 
They had not averted the merge between realities, they had become the merge. Their Earth, their reality, had become the spectral, nightmarish version. They were now the monstrosities glimpsed in brief moments of flickering screens and distorted frequencies. What they had assumed was their reality stabilizing was, in fact, their existence being isolated, cloaked from the true Earth that continued on in blissful ignorance. Their monstrous reality had essentially switched places with the genuine one, wearing the skin of the real world like a mask, forever invisible yet eternally hungry, lurking in the shadows. They were now the spectral Earth, a nightmarish doppelganger existing in the folds of reality, unseen but ever-present. The world they had known, the world they had tried to save, moved forward unscarred and untouched, oblivious to the indescribable horrors that now resided just a frequency away.